Who am I? It's a question I couldn't find the answer to. That keeps me wondering. I've been walking hallways, driving freeways, looking for the way. But loneliness and brokenness wrapped their hands around me tight and led me astray. And it's our differences that grew me to be a wallflower, an outsider on the inside. And I can't let them in. I can't let them see my sin. The rubbish I hide from the light, so I'll keep pretending all is all right as I pray I make it through this uphill fight. It's my shame that screams like an empty home. My deepest longing grew for my being alone. And last Sunday we sang in Christ alone, but I don't know. I don't. They tell me we've been created for more. Man, God help my unbelief. I want to believe I was created for more than alone. And that this heart you set to beat wasn't created to be stolen by the thief. I want to believe I am enough. And right now I am struggling to see that I am. I'm stuck living between the blank spaces on the page, hiding above and below lines. And I want so badly to believe that I can write my own story. But every word my life scribble stains the page like the blood on his grave. My mind is packed with the trash of my past, and I'm weighed down by the rubbish packed on my breaking back. I've distanced myself from his good graces and placed my worthiness in all the wrong places. My rubbish isn't my pile of wrongs. It's my wanting to be enough on my own, to gain favor apart from the love I've known. It's everything and anything in comparison to the king, and everything and anything compared to him cannot stand. It cannot make me worthy of the love found freely in his hand. And my questions have been given life as I continue asking, who am I? Well, I am forgiven and falling, confused and calling. And some days I am fearless, but other days I wish I felt less. Some days I wish I could live inside my answers instead of thinking beneath my questions. Some days I ask, am I good enough? Because I feel like I am not enough. I am broken at best, and truth be told, the lies are easier to buy than the love freely given from his throne. Every step I take becomes a dark dead end, and everywhere I turn is the wrong place to begin. The mirror holds my fears, and tomorrow my nightmare. And today, frustration begins with who, why, what, and where. And I thought I'd feel something after my confession, but I'm shackled to transgression. My thoughts are misleading deception, and I know I believe in his life, death, and resurrection, so why the strangling suppression? I'm hard-pressed between questions and confessions, and I'm lost inside uncertainty, but certainly there is a peace beyond the deep. Certainly he'll again scrub the dirt from my feet, and certainly everything and anything to him is nothing. But he died for something, and I know Paul says, but for Christ's sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as garbage, that I may be lost and found in him who found me. For everything is lost, I still have all I need. When I am at the feet of he who found me, who placed faith in me. His love replaced my shame with joy, bearing lies with his life so truth could rise. And the truth has allowed me to identify with hope on high to be righteous in God's eyes. He stitched me to his side, intertwining hope and life, woke me alive, removed the rubbish from within, and gave purpose to my being, my breathing. God, hold me as I come to believe in Christ alone. I am not alone. In Christ alone. I am found on his ground. In Christ alone, I am his as his alone. And there is nothing that can take away his blood that has washed me clean. Nothing can replace the grace that led me to believe the truth of my identity, the joy of my eternity. In Christ alone, I am his. By grace through faith, I am his. I am loved, chosen, forgiven, and redeemed. I am adopted and made new because of he who found me. My name is Emma, and this is the story of the journey I took to discover my true identity. I was born in 1999, but shortly after I was born, my twin brother and I were placed in foster care.
We were in many different foster homes until October of 2002 when we were adopted. Our lives were normal for about the next year, but then things began to take a pretty nasty turn. When we were four, our parents became very physically, sexually, verbally, and emotionally abusive. Not a day went by when we didn't wonder if we would make it to the next. I was hurting, broken, and confused. We went to church every Sunday, but the church for me was just the place where all the hypocrites of the world resided and plotted of how to make life miserable while still keeping a clean reputation. The church became my enemy. I hated God. I hated church, and I wanted nothing to do with any of it. When I was nine, I began struggling with different eating disorders. When I was 10, I became very underweight. And when I was 11, I began having suicidal thoughts. I was depressed and hopeless, looking forward to nothing at all. But God continued to pursue my life. July 15, 2017, I was presented with the gospel in a way that I had never heard it before. I was told that it's all about a relationship. I was told that God isn't this far-off distant God sitting on a throne cracking a lip. He isn't shaking his head in disgrace or looking for ways to put us to waste. But he is holding out his hand, waiting for our embrace. And it doesn't depend on what I've done, but it's all about the death and resurrection of the righteous one. Not because of the way I behave, but by grace through faith, I am saved. And the Bible isn't just a bunch of words put on paper or this thick book of leather-bound rules. But it's a beautifully written story by our Creator about our Savior. It's a story about the church, the bride, and Jesus, her groom. From creation to the prophets, from the virgin womb to the cross to the open tomb. And all of this gave me a new hope, a hope that I did not yet fully know. But nevertheless, it gave me hope. So I set foot down a path to help me to know. August 2018, I began my education at Southeastern. While at Southeastern, I learned a lot of theology and philosophy, but what topped it all was getting connected to a local church. My church became like a family for me, loving me, correcting me, guiding me, and directing me. And it was through community where the fruits of my trauma became exposed and pointed out. In February of 2020, my friend Danny helped connect me with an amazing counselor, and that was when my healing journey began. It wasn't easy, though. I wouldn't talk to my counselor about the root issues in my life. All I tell them about were the branches and the fruit that were being produced. But in June 2021, I did begin to share in written form about my life and the abuse. But it was all still too scary to speak about. And so around this same time, my counselor told me about Mercy Multiplied, and I began the application process. One of my main goals in going to Mercy was to access my voice and to use it. From day one of being at Mercy, it was like running an ultra on a course I had never ran before. I paced myself, stopping at support stands along the way, giving myself energy so I could make it the whole way. I checked my watch, knowing that the end must be near, and praying for a sign up ahead, telling me that it was here. Along the course, I had encounters with the Holy Spirit like never before. I learned the power of my words, the power of life and death, truth and life. I learned to use the authority that I have in Christ. I discovered who I am and have become confident in who I am because of who he says I am. I discovered and came to understand what this hope was that he showed me in 2017. This hope, it is in me, it is active, it is breathing, it is singing, it is continuing, and it is hauling. This hope is the full assurance of what God will do. This hope is a peace that continues through the chaos. This hope is the beauty in the brokenness. This hope is the certainty that remains in the uncertainty. This hope is the sun rising and setting, reminding us that light is on the way. This hope is beautiful and heavy and needed and comforting. 
This hope reminds me that good is here and good is on the way. This hope invites change, causes growth, and restores joy. And this hope does not let our story end, but it keeps our story moving forward. And that's what I'll keep doing. I'll keep going. I'll continue moving forward. My name is Emma, and this is the story of how I hoped forward and found my true identity.